Hello there, nerds, and welcome to Crit Chat, where a group of DMs get together every other week and discuss the important things like, I didn't actually come up with something for this time. Normally I do. I just thought that I'd come <laughs> up with it in the next three seconds, and that just didn't Sometimes happen. Sometimes it doesn't happen. So, I was watching you think about it, and I wasn't sure, but I guess here we are. <laughs> like, you can see the math forming around my head mm. where I was like, come on, here's my improv skills. <laughs> and then I it just it didn't happen, I don't think. If you, if you listen really closely, you can hear the cogs in, in your head uh, just not connecting in any way. Just not doing it. Like, you can hear, like, a rusted sound whilst they're trying to fucking do their best, but nothing else. Uh, well, that was that. Next <laughs> no, I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that. I like, I like the idea that they're not missing, that they're just, like, spinning. Like, just free will and cogs. <laughs> like, let's just keep going. Like, I feel like normally that's the case for me. Like, that's the ADHD when it's just, like, a million cogs and none of them are connecting together, but they're all working in perfect order oh. this was just they all stopped for the first time in maybe years <laughs> and i was just faced with the void and i didn't know what to do with the void it was weird don't, don't address the void not worth it boy doesn't like being addressed uh. they're not a fan boy but this week we have with us alpha red clark oh hello we have chase greenley hello hello we have caillou Hello, hello, hello. I don't don't appreciate the one-upsmanship. We just started. (laughs) (laughs) And hello, 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 hello to you too. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I saw a pattern and I just slotted a line. Uh, But yeah, it's me as your host, Ismay Hutton. uh, Hello times infinity, Ismay wins. Okay. I'm that kid on the playground. I'm that bastard child on the playground that's just like, yeah, but this time's infinity. And no one likes them. So that's good. That that feels true to my childhood experience. This week we're talking about things. (laughs) And I was that kid who said you couldn't times things by infinity because it's not a number, it's a concept. Uh, Somehow the worst kid. (laughs) And I'm the kid who says infinity plus one. (laughs) <laughs> Fuck everyone. That what that kid's everyone's best friend. I'm not. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we are talking about this week. We're getting we're getting wild with it, baby. We're talking about pets and mounts and familiars and co- animal companions and all that jazz. We're just lumping all the animals into one big gloop. I don't actually like the thought of that, um, but I said it already, so that's what we're doing. We're glooping our animals together. Here we are. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I guess first off, what's everyone's experience with either uh, running games with animal companions in any kind of way or having an animal companion that you have played in games? Well, bam, that is Chase. Hi, Chase. What's your animal experience? I have... (laughs) A lot of animal experience. Uh, uh, for, for an extended period of time, I was playing a Pact of the Chain warlock, and my mm-hmm. familiar was a pseudo dragon, and it Cute. was fun and busted because I was playing a human. <laughs> so, you know, one of the three people or one of the three races in all of D&D that doesn't have dark vision. But as an action, mm-hmm. you can see through your familiar. So I frequently just walked around with my familiar on my head acting as night vision goggles, and that worked out great and then as a gm in another path all three of my players despite the fact that none of them are playing a class that normally gets a familiar just as a part of it all have somehow (laughs) like walked backwards into getting animal companions and i'm just like yeah fuck it fine it's something you care about i can i can put them in peril at some point and make you feel emotional about things (laughs) that is good (laughs) 
Um, and also, I love voicing them, so there's that. That okay? <laughs> yeah. All right, you're right. <laughs> that's good. You know what? More character voices, and you can do dumb ones, and that's fun for me. I've been running that game for going on four years now, and I don't think I've ever gotten a reaction than when I gave a mouse a super deep voice, and then they decided <laughs> to keep the mouse forever. Like that. Mm. They named him Hugo Thick Mouse. <laughs> Hugo Thick Mouse. <laughs> That makes me feel bad, and I can't Incredible. tell you why. <laughs> I'm in love. <laughs> I wish I had a thick mouse. You go thick mouse is great. Alfred, you want me to get you a thick mouse? <laughs> yes, please. I'll get you but a seriously, thick mouse. having 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 weird, uh, just having whenever you've got a pet, and then they learn, then they get to speak. Whenever there's an animal, and then someone casts speak with animals, it has to be just the strongest character one note character you can imagine oh yeah <laughs> like, sure. just like instant gut reaction one note just <laughs> commit so hard and it's always funny <laughs> and confirm <laughs> uh next up oh it's me well i guess speaking of uh one note characters that you speak to uh i have run a couple of things with animal companions and pets and mounts and stuff most notable of which uh we got from half damage coming in hot uh, is the uh, Poncho the character that Alfred plays? Uh, his um, oh. his undead crow or raven? I can't remember. <laughs> Please make that noise at some point. Oh yeah, I, I, I don't want to pressure you. Or, that's like, fair. I, I will hundred percent. Literally, nothing happens with this thing apart from Alfred loves it very much, and all he does is annoy everyone because he sits around and goes <laughs> at every single thing. <laughs> Like, he's got happy curse and he's got sad curse. He's just really animal companions are great for making very memorable because like one of the things in in Curse of Strahd is like it says like if any character makes uh, or has like a familiar, then it becomes like an undead version of that familiar so either like skeletal or like a zombie and so like the first time Poncho comes out here being like I'm gonna make my cool bird and then this gross like <gasps> molting falling apart garbage monster appears with like an eye that falls out every so often and it's immediately beloved <laughs> like it's so bad <laughs> The Descent into Avernus has a similar mechanic like that it's set in one of the, yeah. set of the Nine Hells and so every time you cast Find Familiar mm-hmm. uh, any, a little devil appears instead of the familiar you wanted and it tries to like strike deals with you <laughs> it's so good that's so good I guess number one piece of advice if you can make your fucking familiars a bit janky and awful do that cause like I'm, I've got one character that I play that has a familiar and they're not janky they're just like a normal ass bird and I honestly don't care about this terrible bird that's apparently with me constantly it's not gross so I don't like it <laughs> should have given it a terrible voice also one of my other favorites that i have done is a little crab that someone took no it's not a familiar they just found a crab they really like the crab so they kept the crab yep and they they've figured out (laughs) how to speak to the crab but the crab is a crab and so it just goes like constantly And, like, sometimes it, it can do, like, yes and no, and, like, it has very base emotions, but it's a crab. It doesn't give much of a shit about anything. It doesn't have deep conversations. Sometimes you cast find familiar, and sometimes you just find a familiar. Sometimes you just find a fucking 
useless crap. <laughs> and uh, last but not least, my most favorite creature that I have ever brought into a game that my players liked, and I can only recommend this the most highly that I've ever recommended anything else, is somehow finagle it so that your players get an animal of some sort that gains humanoid intelligence and sentience. Yeah, and have them the sh- <laughs> She-Ra. What's She-Ra's horse called? I can't remember, but Swift. Something. Swift, w- Swift Wing, Swift, Swift Wind, Wind. Yeah. yeah, Swift Wind. Uh, but yeah, like just having having an animal. Uh, in this case, it was a cow. Go through an existential crisis <laughs> of being able to think for real for the first time. It's very good. And then they spend a lot of time working out what the animal wants to do with their life. So I love the idea of a society uh. of awakened animals. Like all the awakened oh. animals are in the kingdom have all found each other and gone together because it's a shared experience. And I have like a little, I don't know if it's like a therapy thing or if it's just like, like an association or a guild or something, but like, I mean, I think you just made a red wall. (sighs) Well, but it's, there is a very specific, but I like, I like the specific angle though. It's, it's sure. Sure. I also just love the idea of like a whole bunch of just random animals in a room talking to each other and people walking by like, what? (laughs) What's this? I'm just going to keep walking. (laughs) I I, I like the, Oh, I like the idea that there are secrets that they're like, they could try to try to keep it all secret. Like it's yeah, Yeah, like Charlotte's Charlotte's web kind of, kind of deal. Cause I, I think that the the implication of Charlotte's Web is that they are all sentient and keep it hidden from the people. I'm not sure why, but I think that that is what it is. But here we are. Uh, but yeah, that those are my uh, my experiences with Abadols. Next up, Alpha Red. Whoa. Um, oh, well. Yeah, I don't have anything particularly interesting to add, I think, but um, th- it's mostly familiars. There's lots of familiars. Um, <laughs> most recently, I had a lot of fun with, there was there was like a, a wizard tower and the players uh, were asked to go and investigate it. Um, and when they got there, uh, everything fell off and then there was a scratching at the door and then a badger opened the door and it was uh, <laughs> just a badger. And they were like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Why is there a badger? But there's there's so there was like um there's like a wizard who has like caused something terrible to happen up at the top of the tower and he's like unconscious and like containing it in some way. And so only his familiar is there to like guide the players. Um and that was very fun. And yeah, you I mean exactly what you imagine hap- happens. Uh everyone thinks that the badger is literally the best thing that's ever happened. <laughs> And the rest of the game it revolves around the badger. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, we, my my friend uh, was making um, Hero Forge uh, models for fun of all the all of our uh, characters, mm. and like True Badger was obviously there in like of multiple <laughs> multiple of them, uh, and got his own token as well. Like it's Hero Forge yeah. has badger options. Yeah. What the fuck? Hero Forge. Hero- Hero Forge has never stopped being updated, I don't think. They have got so much more stuff now than when I looked like two years ago. Well, they had a huge, like, they add something literally every week, I think, like what? every Tuesday or th- I think it's Tuesday, t- like Treasure Tuesday. What the fuck? And they put something new into Hero Forge. Mm. See, here I am as the worst person in the world that I, even knowing that they've got like. They updated every Tuesday. We got new things every day. I will still spend forever trying to make like the perfect character and still look at it and be like, 
this doesn't look like who my character is. I don't approve of it. Like, I'm so specific and picky. I'm never going to find minis of yeah, what I want. I'm the same, and that's why I started learning Blender, and I just, like, edit, edit them even further. It's ridiculous. <laughs> the most hardcore version of this. I, I love that. I genuinely have thought, like, if I do have money, that I'm, uh, what if I just got a 3D printer and started making my own characters, yeah. but how they're supposed to be? Hey, Ismay, like, you should get a 3D printer. Yeah. It's sick. I don't have money. Do when, you, when you get money, you should buy a 3D printer. It's sick. If someone wants to donate me a 3D printer, I would be so happy. I just, I want a lot of garbage in my head. Like, what, what's, I'd, I would never stop making just useless crap to annoy people. That's all I want. Was thinking about getting a, pre -D, a 3D printer earlier this week, specifically because I want to make a, uh, a Meridia's Beacon from Skyrim. Uh -huh. And then leave it in places uh, because my, a friend, we just hired a friend of mine uh, where I work and I really just want to hire hide that in places for her to that find. That would be so fucking cool. The other thing you can do is you can also, um, there are services where you people will 3D print things for you if you just want one or two items. There are maker spaces and stuff yeah. around, in, especially yeah. in bigger cities. Depending on where you are, uh, I know at least when my, when, you know, the world isn't on fire, my hmm. local library does have a bunch of 3D printers that you can just go in and use. And it costs like a buck uh, for every couple of ounces of stuff that you end up using. I wow. Fuck you with can that. do that. That is good. I'm guessing it's a monofilament printer, though, which yeah. is not great for minis. You probably wouldn't want to even bother with that. No, it's not. So. Well, I don't know what the difference is. What's that? Um, Just detail. So if I think, you want uh, minis, you want an SLA resin printer. Uh, the reason they don't have those in libraries is the resin comes in liquid form and uh. is toxic. Um, oh, so I eat it. No, I do please it. don't. I I yes, for eat it's, it's, it, it's very bright and colorful. First and... off, Ooh, I eat it very good. I eat it so nice. You would drink Ooh, it. I, eat it I dare you. And then you, would I die. drink it so good. Yeah, it would give you cancer. <laughs> please don't. Like really don't. Oh, <laughs> it's gonna be sparkly, shiny looking, and I'm gonna have a difficult time. Anyway, that was my badger story. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> uh last up kai what's your experience uh so i've yeah i've dm'd for plenty of animal companions um mounts and and, and familiars but um i think my favorite favorite two were both from the same player actually the first one is just them going through a bunch of adventures league modules uh so i saw them regularly and just collecting all the cats that you can get in adventures like modules because <laughs> there's a few that was their entire <laughs> mission oh, no. Get all the cats. Oh, was that the mission that they were given or the mission that they chose for themselves? That was the mission of their character. Because, like, you play, like, individual yeah, modules yeah, yeah. and each of them have their own rewards. And sometimes, not very often, but sometimes that reward is a cat. <laughs> cat percent. Really like the idea of you sitting around being like, I how how do we how do we work out that that the, what they get for this is a cat? Like how do we make this dungeon crawl at the end the reward is still a cat? That's very good for me. <laughs> and the other time, um, I introduced <laughs> a little devil, no, a demon, uh, a quasit that had the opportunity to become one of the players' familiars, and it chose to become their familiar. And they're playing, already playing a really chaotic character. And this demon's just like, all right. I've just decided the demon's like goal is just that they like this character's chaotic energy and they just want to exacerbate that, but maybe put an evil spin on it if they can do it. And it's just, it was just a catalyst. Bad things to happen. <laughs> <laughs>
So, um, one of the things that I, I was thinking of with, especially familiars, because familiars are the ones that are most uh, bonded with people. Like, well, familiars and like, you know, like, like Beastmaster companions and so on, is they're very good and also very bad for getting into perilous situations, like fights and stuff. Uh, and I was wondering how folk handled that, because as far as when, when I've seen them so far, it's it feels either very dramatic or very anticlimactic in different ways. Like, because, you know, if you Beastmaster things, it dead, it dead, it dead, it dead, it just die, it just die. So... Horrifying. Uh, yes, but also no. So, um, yes, but actually no. Since the last time we talked about Rangers, Tasha's Cauldron <laughs> and Everything has come out, and they have an updated oh, yeah. updated rule for Beastmasters Animal Companions that you can use instead of the previous one. Uh, and it changes it from... Changes in a few ways, one of which is you don't pick animals, you pick a template, and you pick land, sea, or sky. But the other thing is you can, if your beast dies, you can, I think, spend a spell sword or something to bring it back to life. It literally doesn't die. Okay. Whereas the old ranger, it would die, but then you could get a new one. So you always yeah. had the feature, but it would be a different animal. I like that more, that you're... you're... Forever companion is a bonded creature is just dead. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I need to investigate that rule specifically because I am currently running Rhyme of the Frost Maiden (laughs) and one of my players is a Beastmaster Ranger. She has a giant orange spider named Churi. Yay. That's See, fantastic. See, oh, spider yeah. is such a, it feels like such a World of Warcraft-ass pet. It's very uh, good. But yep. I love that. Well, and especially because it it's big enough for it to be, because it's a halfling. Yeah. So yeah. it can be her mount. So, um, so she effectively becomes a mobile turret. Oh. As long as there is a wall, she's untouchable. <laughs> That's so which is. Incredible. Which is very fun and funny because she's not really like a power gamer, but it allows her to like get some really sick hits yeah. in, even though mm. she's not getting up into melee. It's great. And I have actively not been targeting the spider because I feel like that's rude <laughs> because, you know, like, like half the character concept is built around this. Yeah. The last thing I want to do is just complete like I've been in games where people just take away the fun toy that the yeah. uh, character was built around. Like that's no good yeah. for anybody. Don't <laughs> yeah. do that. Um, mm-hmm. But if you could just bring it back with a spell slot, I will absolutely start targeting Cherry. <laughs> yeah, you have to consider like if it is going to be dead forever, you have to consider like is this uh, are you prioritizing this thing uh, this animal as a creature an NPC or are you treating them as a game mechanic because they are both but you've kind of got to prioritize which one is which and the like making them just come back whenever a spell slot is used remedies that but it does bring tension down yeah it does because like I'm like the same with like familiars if there's a familiar and mm-hmm. people are using it in combat I'm gonna kill me a familiar every time <laughs> mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah I think that yeah with, with familiars it's very I like the familiars in that it's you know it's something it's cool to have a familiar when you're a magic-y person because that's that's a fun magic person thing to have but I, I always feel like they're not as as bonded as the ones that are, you know, have the possibility of dying because you're like, ah, I'll just mm-hmm. come come alive again. In the past, a lot of the time, like I've I've had it so if if a familiar dies, like you'll still get a familiar back, but it won't be the same one. I guess like it won't have the same personality and the same memories and that. So like you can you can summon another mouse, but it won't be thick mouse. You know, it's I, gonna um, be different. I've forgotten about it. 
until just now. I played a warlock with that mentality once, where just like mm. every time my familiar died in combat, I would summon a new one, but I'd make it a different creature. Yeah. Like like driving home, like, oh, this is a different one. It's dead now. Yep. This is a new one. <laughs> no one uh, died. <laughs> I don't care about these creatures' lives. I'm just like, off the, <laughs> <you> go. Like, <laughs> uh, so for some people, it might still not keep the tension up, but I felt there's a bond <laughs> to this sweet little friend, and their little, little friend, and then they get a new one, and they're not quite the same. That hurts. I mean, that's one of the narratives I like like about the familiar that I don't see very often is that it's a tool that the wizard mm-hmm. or like or the warlock whoever uses, and it's nothing more than that, which yeah. is really cold. But um, <laughs> yeah, but it can be fun to play spellcasters who are cold. It, yeah, it is interesting because on the one hand, especially with the the ranger animal companion, like that, like I feel like a, an important part of playing that fantasy is the moment where your bear is dying. <laughs> Yeah, right. right. I feel like that's like a core element of that, of like the point of having a character who has a big pet. But I think the, I think it's just that, I I think maybe I do like the, um, when it's, you can get a new pet, but it's not the same pet. Yeah. But actually, I, so, so my default would be for, for a ranger, you have to take care of your pet. So the ranger animal companion would be new when, when you get a new one because you want, you, you want to be worried about it. But then as a DM, I would be, I would never specifically target it unless it was like the only possible target for a monster, right? Yeah. Because then your 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 animal companion only dies because of a choice that you made. Like, <laughs> I'll get my bear to guard the door while we escape. Yeah. And I think that works a lot better. But with 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 the with the wizard, I feel kind of different. Well, I mean, with Fine Familiar, I feel kind of different. Like, because the 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 idea with Fine Familiar is that it's just it's not actually an animal anyway. That it's like a spirit of one kind yeah. or another. But I think it. I, think it matters. I don't know what they're doing in combat too because um, a lot of people see fine familiar as a non-combatant fine and true in a lot of cases yeah. it works if you have a crab probably not going to do much <laughs> but uh, there are certain builds with fine familiar which are really good for combat mm. the classic optimised one is you have an owl and the owl flies in uses the help action uh, giving somebody advantage on the next attack against that enemy and then it uses its flyby ability to fly out without provoking opportunity attacks mm. and when you play with people who optimize characters, you see that a lot, and you get annoyed. Uh, you you get tired of this <laughs> ability, and you um, kill a lot of owls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was gonna say, like, I think, I, I think, I think, I like the idea that the familiar is like permanently the same familiar because it is. I, I see. I I sort of expect the familiar to be involved in combat and at least in some way like most 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 people who i've played with who have a familiar use the familiar in combat i think the only way reason i don't is because it feels a bit like it feels like a bit of nonsense because because like with <laughs> zbird i do kind of I, I know that i could just be like uh zbird does the help action because yeah. that's it's something that i see in other D shows as well it depends on the dm like like in um mm-hmm. dimension 20 like literally every companion is always taking the help action yeah uh, so yep. that the players have advantage on a lot of roles um you can also um cast your spells through your familiar i forget yes. if it's just touch spells but um mm-hmm. it's really good for touch spells because the familiar can be over there mm. and you would cast inflict wounds on them mm. i i have done that as my warlock and uh, it is cool. a good spell to use <laughs> that for it's like no i don't want to be over there but west wind of the dragon 
<laughs> Westy's fine. Westy can get on his back. He ain't getting Dutch. Uh, another thing to consider in terms of killing familiars is um, area of effect spells and how you want to adjudicate those. Mm-hmm. Because area of effect spells, they go off, they hit the whole party, and your familiar probably has like seven hit points. Even if it passes the save, it's probably dying in one hit anyway. Um, and so like, if there's a familiar on a, like, on a, a spellcaster's shoulder, oh, yeah. should that get killed in the fireball? Or oh, should it you. just get assumed to be like part of the equipment of mm. the spellcaster? And like, rules is written, it should just die. Yeah. But yeah. Like if it's a, if your companions die forever, I like the idea of maybe maybe it just has like the rogue evasion, whatever it's called, mm. um, yeah, where yeah. you mm-hmm. either take half or none. But that's also, also, I think it's fine that it dies if you're, that, that's why I like the idea that it's not a thing that can die and never yeah. like permanently. My main issue is that I'm never that attached to my animal <laughs> companion, right? It's often an ele- like a, a core element of my character design, maybe, but it's never yeah. something that I'm really personally emotionally attached to. So if it, <laughs> you know, if my familiar dies and it's like, oh yeah, and it's not the same one that comes back, then I'm kind of like, all right. <laughs> It it, it doesn't, it's not upsetting, but it's sort of like an opportunity wasted, I guess. It just like feels like a bit of a, like my toy was taken away. Yeah. Even though it was just a toy that I was playing with. It's not, it's not like my favorite toy in the world and I'm going to have a cry, but it's, it's still a toy I was playing with. Yeah. They just swapped bionicles on you. And it was very rude of them to do that. You were playing with the green one. Now you've got this red one. And what am I doing with this? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know this red one. Um, (laughs) One of the things I liked about the Adventures League Cats that my friend was collecting, the story reward for them made it explicitly clear. These creatures are non-combatants. When initiative starts, they effectively disappear. They don't die in combat. They scuttle under a table or something when fighting starts. And that's just how it is it makes a lot of sense and like the fine familiar spell is still strong enough that people will take it most of the time anyway (laughs) i think that because i'm always a sucker for like i always like it when they're they're like more like a big part of the game in that like you know they're 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 like a friend and a companion but it is more difficult when they're like you know they just die constantly and people are like whatever Mm -hmm. like the there's never going to be an emotional moment where they are gone forever because like if they are gone forever it means the person that was casting them in the first place is gone forever and i think that's probably gonna take priority on people's minds (laughs) i mean maybe there's a bad guy out there who has uh, abjuration abilities that when they kill a familiar does die oh i hate that and i love that that's very good (laughs) the bet the best friend murderer (laughs) lord dark lord best friend murderer lord kill your buddy I do. I do also like the the idea of like if if you are very bonded with your familiar and it is it does remain like the same one no matter how many times like it dies and comes back to life. Just it becoming increasingly more disgruntled the more times it dies. Like oh, <laughs> that's great. Oh, you want me to fly at the enemy again? Oh re- yeah, cool. Yeah, no, 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 no. Don't even worry about it, bud. Like one hundred percent that. Uh, I. <laughs> literally did that in uh, a recent episode of another path uh in the broken tower arc which is uh, between seasons two and three we have a separate party and the wizard has a her familiar archibald mouse ripper the started as sixth and then became seventh in the middle of the episode (laughs) um and he came back and he was pissed the fuck (laughs) off really mom really that's what we did huh just didn't care 
Hello there, nerds. Welcome to the middle of the podcast break chat. Hope that you're enjoying the episode about mounts and stuff. We're going to get through all the middle of the podcast break chat stuff real fast so you can get back to the episode. Uh, if you have not so far, it would really help us out if you followed us on social media. Let's know that you're out there and keeps you up to date with all the things we're doing. Uh, you can find us on Twitter and on Facebook and on YouTube. Uh, if you search for Crit Chat in all those places. Give us a follow and you keep updated. Uh, it's also a great place for you to tag us. And if people are looking for new podcast recommendations or if people are looking for D&D advice, if there may be new new DMs or if there are players looking for like a, a good chuckles time, send them our way. Uh, it really helps us out as we don't pay to advertise. So the only way that people know that we're here is if you tell them, please tell them. Thank you. Uh, we've also got a Discord down in the description uh, of wherever you're listening to this. Go and check that out. If you want to help us out in a money's way, we have our Patreon. Our Patreon is uh, patreon.com forward slash crit chat, all one word. Uh, for any level, you get a lot of behind the scenes footage. There's a heck ton there for you, uh, especially a lot from our episode 100 and more than that. Uh, it's a really good time. Uh, yeah, even as little as a dollar a month really helps us out and keeps keeps the bread on the table. Well, it keeps the podcast running. Same deal. Bread, podcast platforms, I can't tell the difference. And that's why my family goes hungry. Uh, so yeah, again, that's patreon.com forward slash crit chat, all one word. If you want to help us out there, thank you so very much to all of our patrons. You are uh, the only reason that we are able to keep going, which is either a good or a bad thing, depending on how you see it. If you are looking for an actual play podcast to listen to, can I recommend Half Damage? Half Damage is another D&D podcast that we do. It, we are playing through kind of the Curse of Strahd, uh, and we are hurtling towards the end, friends. Uh, we are currently uh, recording the last episodes. Uh, so if, you, if you're looking for something that gives you some smiles, gives you some, some frights, and makes you feel genuine human sad emotions sometimes, then go and check out Half Damage wherever you find podcasts. I highly recommend it. It is very wonderful and I love it very much. I think that that's all that I have got for you. So thank you very much for listening and I hope that you enjoy the episode. Bye-bye. I've been thinking of... I don't want to say this should be for every game. It definitely, definitely shouldn't be for every game. But I've been ruminating over the idea of the Find Familiar spell where, you know, you've got, like, a character that puts them into dangerous situations constantly because, you know, he'll come back. But it always being the same one. Because it's like, you know, it acts independently, but it always obeys your orders. What if it just started not? What if it just started being like, I mean, you don't give a shit about me. Why the fuck should I do things for you? Fuck off. And just like gradually not doing what they're told because they're like, no, you always get me murdered. I'm not doing That's, it um, anymore. The ferret loafs around. Mm. That's another point that I was like, you should probably decide who actually runs the animal companion mm. or the familiar or the pet or whatever, because as they are not a player character, mm -hmm. they are technically an NPC, yeah. which is normally the purview of the dungeon master. Because it says that like the familiar follows the commands, but they're still open to interpret those commands. <laughs> oh, I like that GDS bullshit. The monkey paw of familiars. I really yeah. like that. Uh, the 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 thing I was going to add is that we we're talking about uh, what if you you know like you you don't have to get a new one every time, but what if you can't get a new one under any circumstances? Once you have a familiar, that's your familiar for for life. So even if your familiar starts hating you <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. because you keep getting it killed, 
you you can never get a different one. Like, no. So you're you're gonna have to deal with that Check forever again. now. Gotta go to familiar therapy. You gotta yeah, <laughs> familiar therapy. You have that to like good. take the way you're like right today. Um, I've got a proposition for an adventure. Um, it's to go to Birdseed Land. It's like Lego Land, but for birdseeds. Please don't ask me why we're doing this. We just need a break. My, my bird's not gonna help us out anymore. I'm very mad. Uh, like they had the bond, and I like that. <laughs> That's so. Yeah, I love that. Picturing couples counseling, but for familiars. It's a stupid (laughs) idea, and it would derail things so much. But, like, if you're looking for something stupid to do, and you're bored of your fucking players just (laughs) abusing their their familiar, fuck it, why not? One of my favorite things about World of Warcraft, and I've been talking about World of Warcraft a lot because it has (laughs) mounts, pets, and familiars. Maybe not. Yeah, sure. The Warlock can summon, like, the Warlock was one of the two main pet classes, and they could summon. They have they have like a, a multiple different like demons that they can summon. You can summon an imp. You can summon a void walker, whatever. But each one, when you make your warlock character, those names are rolled once. Like they're randomly generated names, and you can't rename them. Uh, so then you you like get to level ten. You summon an imp for the first time. You've just discovered the name of your imp, and that's the name that it'll always have. And there's something about that that I absolutely love. And I did make maybe twenty warlocks trying to get a good <laughs> like so. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrifying. I love it. Um, at various times, players have come to me when making their character and said, I want to take five familiar, but I want to have a non-animal one. I want to have a magical familiar, like a sprite or a pseudo dragon or something. And they're not playing the Pact of the Chain Warlock. In the past, I've said sure. But lately, I've been saying no. Because in my mind, uh, these magical familiars are things you find along the way. They are pre-existing characters who uh, characters can meet and, and bond with and then become a familiar with them. You've sparked a memory in my mind where one of my characters that I had found a baby dragon at some point and I wasn't allowed to keep my baby dragon and now I'm very upset. Ah. It's very good. I just... What colour was the dragon? It was blue! Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I didn't say it was gonna be a good dragon. I just said it was a dragon. Also, You're like... <laughs> Are are we born wicked or do we have wickedness thrust upon us? I gave that sweet little bean so many little foods and I let it shock me and I started learning there's, draconic. I just There's look. a lot of law evidence to suggest the dragon blends are just inherent. Wickedness thrust I, I like, upon I like, them. <laughs> I like the idea that you were play, playing like a paladin or something and you discover this dragon and someone's like, that dragon is like a, an evil dragon. It's going to grow up to be evil. And then you're like... I could be evil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think real quick, because we did put mounts in this, and I think we talked about a spider mount for three seconds, but like, I don't think mm-hmm. that counts. Talking about mounts real quick. I don't understand mounts, and I don't play them right, and I do not give a rat shit. Uh, and I refuse to play them correctly because correct mounts is essentially, it does nothing. You don't go faster because the horses need to have a fucking rest and you can't overwork them. And then there's this whole thing of you need to swap them every so often because that's how horses work. And I get for realism. You mean while traveling and not in combat? Yeah, yeah, while traveling. But like, yeah. and it's just like, yeah, while traveling, you're supposed, you have to like re-get new ones so that they don't get tired and I get that that's how horses work but we're living in a fantasy world and if you've got horses it's because you're gonna ride for three days straight fucking hell's bells honey I'm not doing it realistically no one can convince me otherwise (laughs) 
That's fair. I mean, Matt, you definitely can go further if you have a mount, right? In, in like in reality, it's not like you. you it, it, isn't it? Yeah, but not by much, and it's still like you still have. See. I can't remember what it is because I read it and I was like, I hate that, and I ignored it. The travel rules are already just hard to pass, and the mount rules are just incomprehensible on top. It, they're just stupid. They're like mm. it's like you do go faster, but. You still have to rest, and you still have to... Yeah, there's like a, after every three days or some garbage, you have to swap them for a new one, otherwise they'll get fatigued. I'm like, yeah, great. I'm in a fantasy world. I can shoot lightning from my hands. Horses go fast forever. <laughs> I feed my horse a berry. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. My ruling horse is... Go if you're walking, it takes an arbitrary amount of time. If you're riding, it takes a bit less time. Yeah. That works. I feel like this kind of just ties into me and Jen role just be like look if we had a campaign that was all about travel and that was like the main part of it where like it was like the journey and the making sure you've got all your rations and things i'd learn the horse garbage but i'm not doing that you want to go someplace <laughs> it takes three days you find some horses have it where do they go once you reach it nobody knows <laughs> they disappear into the ether like they don't exist anymore i'd like to talk about horses in combat for a minute and how they i don't think they work past a certain level at all. Because they have, like, 11 HP, no matter what. <laughs> yeah, they don't have enough hit points. Um, the amount of combat's pretty simple. It's just, basically, like, when you're on a horse, you go faster. <laughs> um, all right. They yep. explain it a lot more complicated than that, because they are being specific, but the end result is you go faster. Um, if your mount is, like, sentient and can think for itself then it just acts on its own and you happen to be sitting on top of it that's mounted combat summarized yeah so like if you're if you have your horse it it's only going to have 11 hit points no matter what level you are which of course makes intuitive sense mm -hmm. but what doesn't make intuitive sense is that like it's a horse it should be more hardy than a human it's a big fuck off animal i don't care if you're a level 20 knight it's all, it, it is also not the main character in a marvel-esque uh yeah. <laughs> fantasy <laughs> superhero mm -hmm. story either. but although maybe it should be <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe give your give your dm 3.99 to get some horse armor <laughs> yeah now we're talking hey. D, D. this is Micro you know okay uh when we're talking about like because you know you can like there are people who like you know get paid to dungeon master maybe yeah. instead of charging an upfront I'm cost done. you do it free to play like we are we will do oh, but of course please. we haven't fucking monetized it yet we haven't oh we don't have God. invisible cosmetics in your brain uh that you can purchase for 3.99 like <laughs> but I can certainly give you a fucking cool sword no, if no. you pay me real money. That's good. Yeah, I'm not talking about cosmetics. I'm uh, this is a play to this is a pay to win scenario. Uh, pay to win. <laughs> give me fourteen dollars and I will get you kitted out for levels one through like eight, and you will always have perfect current leveled gear for it. It's gonna be amazing. Like th this is kind of different. Uh, by what? By kind of, I mean very different, but there's a, a thing that happens in Edinburgh every so it's like a board games role-playing convention thing. And it's different because you can pay five pound or something to like either re-roll or like come back from death's door. It, it's for charity, so like yeah. it's not there like monetizing for the DM, but it could be. You're, you're not the boss of me. Give me a fiver, your character's never gonna die. <laughs> that it does kind of make it you do kind of realize how like wild free to play 
kind of feels like if you imagine it as a dm in front of me and you're like yeah. can i i want to try to get this it's like that's 12.99 <laughs> it really strips away the artifice doesn't it oh, todd howard's it. just sitting there hand out <laughs> money please fucking todd so yeah like with oh. the um back to horses <laughs> one solution well, you can have for that is as your characters increase in levels and they become greater more proficient heroes the sort of the mounts that they have should become greater bigger mounts um and so by level 20 you should be riding dragons into battle but that isn't necessarily like the style every campaign wants to do in a lot of people's minds their level 20 cavalier knight should still be riding a horse because that's the vision of the character in their head so like it's a stress point Um, can i propose Mm -hmm. a significantly more complicated and more ridiculous method to add to the exact same thing of course horse classes give a horse class Horse make that horse a fighter. My wizard, my wizard horse is my favorite. So <laughs> a warlock horse. Who did it make a pact with? You could use the side the sidekick rules for that. Oh uh, yeah. The what rules? Sidekick rules. The side the sidekick rules Which is, from from Tasha. Oh y'all are saying sidekick. I was like the you were psychic thinking horse. Psychic. A psychic yeah, horse. Yeah, I was like psionics. Yeah. Also, horse mystic. Yeah, let's bring oh, the mystic yes. class back. It's a- exclusively, <laughs> exclusively locked to horses. horses. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I feel that we are going to have to end oh. on mystic horses. Oh. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, I'll very quickly just say, oh, yeah. um, Go uh, the M- MCDM who make uh, strongholds and followers, they have a Dungeons and Dragons comic called Arcadia. Issue one has a bunch of cool new mounts and uh, some addendums to the uh, mounted combat rules. There's, they have like a demon horse, and they've got like a giant toad, and there's uh, you can good. ride an owl bear. They're all very good. And I just wanted to really quickly shout out the war horse. The Warhouse has an action called Battle Nay, uh, which gives all of its allies two d six temporary hit points. I uh, like so. So I immediately imagined like the you know the Lord of the Rings thing where Gandalf leads the charge yeah. down at, at like Helm's Deep. Um, I just imagined that, and it's like duh duh, and everyone's like really inspired, and they win that fight. And then it's like you want to know why? It's because if you look really closely, those horses are using their Battle Nay ability. Battle <laughs> like, no. Everyone's like, yeah, yeah, I'm fucking psyched, baby. I do like that is one of those ones that I love the opposite because you're like, yeah, I'm going to use battle name. But then you think about it in a real life scenario when you, <laughs> your human self is like, I'm going to go to war and then a horse nays and you're like, fuck yeah, baby, I'm going to go to war. <laughs> yeah, and I'm going to win. I mean, I'm win. think about it this way, like that horse is on your side. You're going to fucking win. <laughs> this horse yeah. is doing a big nay exactly. and that's on my side? Winners. Winners, baby. Oh, Lord. But anyway, let's do the thing where we do plugs. Alfred, do you have plugs? Whoa. Um, I've been getting more into making games and stuff again. It was a, There was a big, big period where I wasn't, but now I am, and it feels good. Um, you can find all of my links at my website, alfred.website. It psychs me out every time. <laughs> it's like That's like my battle, May. It just makes me happy. <laughs> Chase. Do you got things for us? Yes. Uh, you can find me on the uh, 
uh, D&D actual play podcast, Another Path as the GM. You can find me on the uh, Cypher System podcast, uh, Imprinted Echoes, as a player. And because we've been talking about familiars, I would be remiss if I didn't plug our uh, sister show on Ghostlight Media. It is Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. Episode 16 is all about familiars. Nice. Kai, you got plugs? Uh, you know what? I might as well um, plug my Twitch. I've started doing Twitch things. Whoa. Um, nice. I just, Welcome. I did some streams a while back. I took a little break for um, studying, but I, I'm going to get back into it pretty soon um, after this episode comes out. Um, I'm just Caillou on Twitch. No spaces. Playing uh, strategy games mostly and Hades. Yes. Uh, Hades is so good. Yeah. For me, you can find me everywhere at A Teacup Gamer. You can find me on Twitch and on t- Twitter and on uh, Instagram and on TikTok at A Teacup Gamer. I mostly Twitch. I'm mostly on Twitch. It's twitch.tv forward slash A Teacup Gamer. Uh, I finished Duncan Rompa after one billion years. That was the longest game in the world. I loved it. <laughs> um, but we're done with it. And now I'm playing Paradise Killer, which is a more and also somehow less ridiculous version where I'm still trying to figure out mysteries and do character voices and it's sick as hell. Uh, so yeah, if you want to find me doing that it's twitch.tv forward slash ateacupgamer uh, if you want to find Crit Chat you can find us everywhere at Crit Chat find us all the social media stuff find us on the podcast apps and give us reviews if there's a review function do a review be like it's dope unless you want to say mean things then don't give us a review give a review to less a cool podcast uh, you can find us everywhere every other Saturday. Until then, I have been Ismay. I've been Alfred. I've been Chase. I've been Guy. And you've been listening to Crit Chat. See you later, nerds. <laughs>